Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your favorite electrician, Doug, here. Welcome back to the Modern Electrician Podcast. So happy to have you back. So happy to be back. Uh, took a little downtime after passing my master's exam here in the state of Maryland about a month ago, maybe a little bit more, um, and just recollected myself after... Um, you know, diving headfirst into that for a matter of months and uh, have been refocusing my energies on our company, Lumen Brothers Electric Company, and uh, and this podcast. I'm really, really excited to share with you guys some of the episodes that we've got coming up here. Uh, this is no longer going to be a one-man show. I'm bringing on my business partner, Josh Wright, from Lumen Brothers Electric Company. You guys have heard me talk about Josh a lot. I've actually had him on the podcast a few times. Uh, Josh is a 17-year veteran of the electrical trade. He's a master electrician here in Maryland. Uh, his insight is amazing. His personality is great. He's super funny. And I think we've got a great rapport. I think you guys are really going to like um, these episodes that we're going to share with you soon. Also bringing in our apprentice, Daniel. Uh, he is now a graduate of high school. Congratulations, Daniel. And he is a full-time Lumen brother. Uh, we are going to have him on the podcast as well. Uh, just kind of chiming in, offering his perspective on what it's like to be a young gentleman in the trades, why he may have chosen that over going straight to college, whatever the case may be. Uh, got some great conversations coming up where we touch on everything that you experience in the life of an electrician, whether it is making mistakes, overcoming obstacles, thinking of things in the long term, finance, whatever the case may be, starting your own business, all that stuff. Those are all conversations we're going to have. We're going to continue to interview people from across the world to talk to them about why they do what they do, how they do it, how they got into the trades, or whatever their art form is. Uh, we are here to pick people's brains and to get a little bit better every day at what we do. So I figure what better way to kick things off coming back into this podcast than with an interview with my business partner, Josh Wright. Uh, Josh and I sit down, we talk about his story, how he got into the trades, and we just talk shop as we normally do. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate everybody out there that tunes in. Uh, we hope this adds value to your life. You know, as this podcast grows, we're constantly looking for ways to uh, help anybody out there that might be listening uh, with our expertise, whether it's an interview that we do with somebody that uh, might spark your interest in the trade, or maybe we talk to somebody and they've got a way of doing something that you've never thought of before. Whatever the case may be, we're always looking for inspiration. We're always looking to inspire. So I hope you guys really enjoy this conversation with Josh Wright from Lumen Brothers Electric Company. I know I did. Enjoy. I'm the teller to your pen. Yeah, that's right. Okay. I'm the, yeah, I'm the loud one. <laughs> well, you're also taller. Taller, yeah, funny, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. right, right. And you're... I'm the quiet one with awkwardly curly hair. With all the talent, because that is, is Teller's that, thing. Teller's is, is that the setup? Kinda, like, well, ten, te, uh, Penn's talent is presentation. Mm. Penn is a presenter. Okay. Teller's a magician. Mm. The pen knows magic too, mm -hmm. but Teller is the genius behind it. He's the quiet genius. He's the interesting. It's Hong Kong Fui. Did you ever you know that show? No. Okay, back in like the <laughs> 70s and 80s there was this uh, Hanna-Barbera had all these shows. Okay. And uh, they were like rival Looney Tunes and there was there was uh, Snagglepuss and uh, Huckleberry Hound and Hong Kong Fui was one of them. It was this dog. Uh. And the dog was like this kung fu master, <laughs> but he was a total fuck up. But he was the leader. He was like the one who everybody knew. The show was called Hong Kong yeah. Fui, but he had a cat that was his sidekick and the cat just fixed all his problems all the time. So, you're yeah. the cat. I'm Hong Kong. I'm just going around fucking shit up. And you're like, oh, right. God damn it. It's not that bad. But, um, man, the 70s were just filled with kung fu, weren't they? Yeah, man. The 70s were the kung fu era. Yeah. 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 Maybe that's why I like kung fu movies so much, because I'm a 70s boy. But just tail end. Yeah. It's got, the, it's got the whole vibe. It does, 70s, man. The 70s vibe, really does. Yeah. 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 That's what was great about Kill Bill. It had that it same had that feel. that 70s vibe, yeah. for sure. So. I fucking love kung fu movies. I, I haven't sat down and watched a kung fu movie in a little bit. You went through a little phase. I'll that, go back through yeah. it, yeah. Okay. Samurai Sundays. Samurai Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just an excuse to sit and watch a samurai movie. When you're when you're married and you have kids, you have to come up with a name for a period of time to make it substantial enough so that your wife will give that to you. It's like, Sarah, it's Samurai Sundays. I can't not watch a samurai movie today. <laughs> All right, Doug. I made a name for it. Yeah, once you have a title... And other participants, especially. Mm -hmm. well, I, I have to do this. I have to watch yeah. samurai movies all day. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, um, to start, I want to say that, like, when you... So, I met you through, basically, the city of Frederick. Mm -hmm. um, the collective community of, of folks here. Yep. Um, but you grew up with my wife. You and my wife went to high school together. Yep. And your uncle, who's only five years your senior... 
Brother, brother, uncle. Yeah, brother, uncle. He is my wife's brother's one of his best friends, and they actually work together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's kind of a tight knit. Yeah, two two generations uh-huh. of the the Gimmels and the Wrights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. Um, and and I knew you as an electrician when I first met you, mm-hmm. and I teetered on the tr- being interested in getting in the trade for a couple to- a couple times in a row there, and yeah. I'd always reach out to you and yeah, you. Brain. There was one time you so you reached out to me. You were really considering the trades. And um, we met up for dinner. Yeah, I remember that. You, Sarah, me, and Diana. Yeah. Four kids. Uh-huh. And um, I remember thinking, wow, so all my friends are artists and musicians, which you are both, mm-hmm. but like um, nobody was interested in the trades. Mm-hmm. I was the only one in my friend group who was in the trades. Yeah. And so you were asking me if it was a good idea. And it was a good idea, but that wasn't even what I was thinking. I was just so excited to have somebody else in the club <laughs> that it didn't matter if it was a good idea. I was like, right. of course you should do it. That's right. So I'm not alone. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, you were always somebody I looked to. Like when I did finally decide to start, mm-hmm. you were, I reached out to you again to be like, what, what tools do I what tools yeah. do I need to have? Yeah. Um, so you were always a resource. Um, and I saw you working a couple times. I saw you over at... Uh, Aaron Haven's house one time working. Oh, and uh, yeah. it, it was cool to see you work. It was cool. Like there was something interesting about it to me. Yeah. Where you're you're buzzing back and forth and you're checking these things and you've got this knowledge and it was just like, I like. There's something very appealing about that. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. So I it just was uh, I think appropriate that when it came time to start a company, you and I would link up. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I was really impressed with just having done this for as long as I have you know and even my own time it took to learn to witness how how much you loved it and how quickly you learned it was it's that's inspirational in itself cool. and it's like it kind of revived um enjoyment and in a in a, a passion a little bit in the train cool. for me that's awesome that's yeah. good to hear I, I think that's kind of what I offer is for yeah. folks that watch get, get people this, riled I up I think so you know? people that watch the Instagram or, or, or YouTube channel and listen to the show I think that's my, my uh, I'm, I'm Penn I'm good at presentation I'm, uh, I'll get you pumped up um, but I you know I definitely want to make it so that like as we come on here and, and as I started this platform that I wasn't out here saying I'm the best electrician you should listen to every bit of advice I have but, but more like yeah. um, what I can offer is inspiration motivation Yep, and a, and an excitement for it because I really do like it. I like, uh, yeah. and especially now that we've started a company, I wake up on fire every day. Like I'm up and I'm just like, oh, there's not enough time today to do all the things. I, want to I don't. I don't know if other people who started their own companies are experiencing what we're experiencing, but I mean, man, we have really created a vessel for just all kinds of stuff. wherever we want to take this it's thing fun, it's so yeah. cool yeah it's so cool yeah i mean basically just started a clothing company ideally <laughs> where we can just take you know work with designers make logos all, all the ideas we've had have been things that aren't related to electricity i know that's the best <laughs> but i mean that's the beauty of uh making your own destiny right and that's something the trades offer that's what i really found Aside from the work, I love the work too. I love the troubleshooting and the solving and the work being tired at the end of the day. There's so much I like about it. But it offers you this autonomy yeah. that after a few years, you can you can go out on your own mm-hmm. and you can share your knowledge with people. And um, through that, you yeah. and I have both learned that it can be much more than just yeah. wake up in the morning, go do electrical work. It, it can be this incredibly creative. You create. You can make a life for yourself that's different than anything you ever imagined. The, because you've got the freedom. The trades are a, a wildly stable foundation right. for wherever you want to go. Right. You know, it's like, I always thought about that, like, I'm not against college, but I thought, like, man, if I if I got a trade under my belt, yeah. learned it really well, and then wanted to go off and do whatever I wanted, right. you always have that trade. That's right. Someone finds out you know how to do something like that. Yeah. I mean, especially in, in today's market, it's like people, they're hurting for right. talented, I agree. motivated people. That's true. Um, of any age. You yeah. Know? But it's like, um, I always felt like that was my goal the whole time when I started was, all right, I enjoy this thing, but let's, let's see it through to a, a point of, you know, a first license or a first qualification. Mm. Because then it can be a springboard for anything else. Yeah. And if I reach that point, you know, in Maryland, it's four years for your journeyman. Mm-hmm. If I reach that point and I still want to do it, I'll keep doing it. Yeah. And if I want to go off to something else, I will. But yeah. it's like meet that 
put that time in, yeah. get that degree or equivalent, yeah. and uh, and go from there. I agree. You know, it's 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 such stability. I think so too, and I think that um, like even if you don't go into, even if you don't continue in the trades, mm-hmm. you're probably gonna buy a house, and then you have the, then you can do that for yourself. You don't have to, you know. One of the biggest reasons, you know, that I got into the uh, specifically electricity. Yeah. Um, was because number one, it's fascinating. It, it still kind of doesn't make sense to me to some, <laughs> to some degree. It's still like really, um, but also because I knew I wanted to own a house and yeah. uh, an old house, and I was like, man, what's the what's going to cost the most money? Yeah, <laughs> you know. Well, that's what's it, for me. It was really interesting. It's like um, talk about taking things for granted. I started doing electrical when I was eighteen, and I did I did work in the house I was staying at staying yeah. at, at the time. And I was using materials that were left over that my boss at the time said, yeah, yeah take that roll of 14.2 or whatever it was. And so I, I did all these projects around the house. And it wasn't until years later that, and, and I'm working for somebody, so I don't, I don't see the, the invoices from the supply house. Sure. It wasn't until years later that I went to do a side job mm-hmm. and I had to buy the materials. And I was like, oh, wow, this stuff is expensive. Yeah, it's no joke. And it's like, and, and then you're like, oh, wow, okay, and hourly we're kind of expensive. Yeah, right. So when I was really young, I, I kind of took it for granted that, sure. I mean, I knew you have to pay people for their time, yeah. but I took for granted how expensive it can be. Yeah. And yeah, therefore, it's like how my friends and family really have, um, you know, something at, at their disposal. I'm telling that, you. That's helpful. Yeah. But that's that to me was always like, that's what a, a tribe does, right? You, right? you have someone who specializes in each thing. That's right. You know, in our family, we have... My aunt Karen, who's an amazing cook and and seamstress, and she you know works for an insurance company. So it's like we have all these people who can do these awesome things, mm-hmm. and, and you just lend insight to things to, in your life, yeah, right? Trade to each other. That's right. You know, same here. Um, but there's value, big there. time, so, big time. I think so too. Yeah. And I don't think there's not value in a college degree. I think there's totally value in that too. But I think that for me, I have a hard time with. Um, without with not applying directly the thing I'm learning to something that's the hardest that was the hardest part for school period like when math like I always thought I was bad at math right Mm. um and it was because I math is a is is building blocks you if you don't if you don't really sink in the first block the next block's going to be even that that much more confusing and so like a lot of people I think you get pushed through the shuffle and push, yeah. push through. And then all of a sudden I find myself in algebra two and I just don't know what's going on. Yeah. And so I always just had this idea that like, well, I'm just not good with numbers. I'm just bad at yeah. math. Yeah. And that's not true because I went back to when I went to college, I had to take math. I pushed math to the very end. Yeah. And then when I finally sat down and did it, I just tested into whatever, wherever I was, which happened to be remedial algebra two, you know, algebra one. So yeah, I mean, I'm glad I, I'm glad I went back through algebra and did it from the start. Because it all makes perfect sense. It's all, you know, it really, really is. Um, it's funny how you can get caught in this, like, oh, I'm just not good at this thing. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's just not always true. There's a lot to be said about um, a uh, cookie-cutter educational system as well. So, yeah, like, yeah. for me, I did enjoy math. Yeah. And I would have questions about certain things. And I remember very specifically certain teachers being like, look... Uh, that's not going to be on the test. I can't, I, I don't have time to dwell on that. Got Let's it. move on. Right. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. So, and that's where they talk about, you know, you're really being educated for the test. Right. As opposed to yeah. reality. Yeah, yeah. I think the so. thing that stuck with me for, for that kind of stuff, the thing that was really hard about it is that is like, um, I always had a, with math, it was always like, well, why? Mm. And that's not important. It's not about that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, just, just learn the formula yeah. and then you're going to apply that formula to these things. It's not about why. Yeah. But when you're younger, you, it's just like my big thing was like, well, what's that apply to? Mm-hmm. What does it apply to? What did we do? What are we doing? And that was hard for me to get past. Yeah. And I think I got lost in that shuffle. I think a lot of folks do that. Of like, well, what? Like, yeah. You know, with yeah. reading, I get why. I I, I got to read. I was talking. Yeah. yeah. I was talking to my wife the other night about that with our daughter. It's like it occurred to me she's five and she's learning to read, and it's like, you know, of all your education, there, there are really profound things you learn in life, but reading and writing sets the tone for everything to come mm-hmm. right because yeah. you need to be able to read the books you need to be able to read and so it's like yeah. that's things that people struggle with even to their adult days yeah. but like you'll never learn anything as important as that yeah i'm listening to a biography of george washington mm-hmm. you talk about individuals in the 1700s and um that was what defined the classes mm-hmm. you know whether a person could read and write i'm sure and now 
that's like the basis for all of our education, yeah. which is awesome. And it still kind of defines the classes to a certain extent because there are people who have, you know, who live in impoverished places that don't have access to education and they can't read or write. Well, and that's right. Yeah, it's sure. like, yeah, you end up, and, and then it's, it becomes a stigma where people are embarrassed to admit it. So they just never really tackle that hurdle, yeah. Um, yeah. which is a shame, yeah, it is you know, yeah. so. Um, but anyways. Yeah, but I digress. So there yeah. I was. So I like math. <laughs> I like math too, and I'm yeah. glad I went back through algebra because I didn't know I was going to be you an electrician. You know what's so cool about algebra? If you could just balance. Like, yeah. So we talk about life, we talk about work, and at the end of the day, it's algebra. Yeah. Balancing Balance. it. Yeah, for sure. You yeah. know, Solving for um, X. Always. Yeah. That's, that is the whole goal. <laughs> right. Solve for X. Yeah, I get that. So. It's good. Math is good. Yeah. Um, when you... Tell me about what you, like you're coming out of high school, or you're, were you still in high school when you started doing electrical work? Mm -mm. No, you came out of high school already. Yeah, well, so, um, you know, I mentioned I was surrounded by musicians and artists. Um, photography was, yeah. was my main gig, yeah. and I really liked it. Um, so I was actually set to go to a school in Philadelphia. Yeah, Philly. Okay. Um, a photo school, two-year photo school, huh. and I was gonna be a photographer. And um, I went up to visit the school, and it was really cool. I, I liked the facility a lot, but I met a professional photographer, a bit of a, a cynical guy. And, you know, this is probably, it's probably a bad moment. Looking back as an adult, it's probably, it's a terrible moment. But he was basically like, hey, man, if you want to do this, fine. But he's like, I hate taking pictures now. Yeah. It, it ruined it for me. Sure. And so you hear that, in, yeah. you know, I know... It was People, like, it's, yeah. I mean, well, you hear that, that cliche advice, you know, uh, pick something stable and, and make your, your hobby your passion. Mm -hmm. And I know you and I have talked about it before. It, it's kind of, there's two schools of thought on that. Yeah. At the time, it made perfect sense to me. Yeah. You know, I'm a Capricorn for what that's worth. Mm -hmm. And um, I've always erred on the side of stability. Yeah. You're a cautious guy. caution. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and take risk from that platform. Right. So I'm somewhere in between. And you mentioned it. It's like, it's so funny for someone like me to be so cautious and run across a baseball field. It's true. Which is we're gonna, we'll story, talk story, about that story, story for, for another sure. time. But uh -huh. it's like, story for today. it's like the reality is I, I calculated the numbers before I did that. Like, right. so it's like, I'm look, we're in business, right? Sure. That's inherently a risk. Yeah. But we're in business in an industry that's, Pretty stable. Super stable. Yeah, so totally it's like right. all of my risk is relatively calculated. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm not too wild in that sense. Um, but so that advice made sense to me. And I thought, okay, you know, I'll, uh, I'll keep taking pictures. Didn't happen. But I'll keep taking pictures and I'll find a career that I can enjoy. Yeah. And um, at the time I was working at Starbucks and uh, I enjoyed coffee. Yeah. You know, so that worked out. But uh, I actually got fired for being late. And at the time, I didn't know how, how pivotal that would be in my career. Okay. The whole concept of being late and respecting people's time. But yeah. I'm, you know, 17. So it didn't, it didn't really sink in at that point. Starbucks, I got I to gotta say I respect their model. They have a three-strike uh, three system. Okay. Where if you're late three times, doesn't matter. Wow. You're gone. You're gone. And I was like, I respect that. That's sure. like, yeah. you know, make an example out of somebody. Everybody else sees it happen yeah. and you don't get to keep doing it. Yeah. It's like, it's like they're, as a corporation goes, they're actually, they take care of their employees really well, yeah. uh, which I definitely respect, right. but they also don't put up with any crap. Yeah. So it's like, it's a good balance. Yeah. Um, and it also set me on my, you know, my career path. So I got fired from Starbucks. I was looking for a job and, um, I had a friend who came over one time and I was just kind of talking out loud about it. That's what you do, right? You talk, talk out loud. Talk out loud. Talk yeah. out talk loud. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking out loud. And, just talking uh, out loud. Talking, talking out loud. And um, <laughs> he kind of looked up and he goes, you need a job? I said, yeah. He goes, well, I can get you a job. I said, oh yeah? He goes, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of hot and it kind of sucks and the days are long. Mm -hmm. And I was like, tell me more. <laughs> I'm he said, yeah, man, I'm an electrician. I was like, whoa, interesting. So my grandfather was um, kind of a jack of all trades, mm -hmm. but he was an electrician at one point. Yeah. And he was super influential in my life. Yeah. And so the second I kind of drew that connection, I was like, yeah, seriously, tell me more. Yeah. And um, 
He said, yeah, man, we, we work on wiring houses and I've been there for a couple of years. I can get you a job. Um, if you do like it, you can eventually move up and make some money. So yeah. I thought, well, you know what? It's summertime. I decided to take a year off from potentially going to school. Let me give it a shot. Yeah. And, um, you know, I didn't see all the benefits right away, but the benefits I did see was I went from being in an air-conditioned environment at Starbucks, uh-huh. free coffee. Uh, I didn't know it at the time. They weren't actually free to me, but I free pastries. Okay. You know, yeah. should have been paying for those. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, they did fire Yeah, well, yeah. there you go, there right? You go. Karma yeah. came around. That's right. That's you know? right. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so it was a, it was a wild shift um it was hot it was one of the hottest it was 2005 in july um it was like date every day was basically 105 degrees wow there were 10 hour days wow and um i was carrying around a heavy tool belt and and heavy boxes of material and it was a big shift yeah and the first week i was exhausted but my i dropped like 10 or 15 pounds right away yeah. i was out in the sun all the time i got tan yeah you're like looking it, great I, I felt good uh-huh, i just yeah. felt good about myself right and um i was surprised that i, I took it on as a, a temporary position but i was surprised that i was really interested in what was happening right and, and i was having flashbacks to i mean as a little boy i would go on the job sites with my grandfather and I was having flashbacks to those moments. So there was something about it. Sure. Being in a, in a wood-framed house, the smells, you know, yeah. there's just everything about it. Right. Um, and so one day I'm watching a guy tie in a switch box. And um, I'm looking over his shoulder. And I asked him a couple questions. And he was kind of getting annoyed. And he finally goes, Man, what are you asking me all these questions for? And I said, well, I just I want to know what you're doing. I'm trying to learn. And uh, this is a big company. They see a lot of turnover. Mm-hmm. And he looked at me and he goes, don't waste your time, man. You're never, you're never going to know how this stuff works. You just keep pulling wire and, and you know, get back to work. That's a crazy thing to say to somebody. It is. Yeah. Now, in all fairness, I worked there for two months. And on the same crew I was on, by the time I quit, it was a completely different crew. Okay. There was two guys. So much turnover. So, so much turnover. So he knew that. He knew that. He. Yeah. I think he was probably a little jaded. Yeah. So yeah. I'll bet. You, you get these guys coming on. Doesn't sound like a good work environment. It was if not. That it, was, it, was, it was pretty toxic. Probably pretty yeah. terrible. Yeah. Uh, pretty bad. And, um, but I tolerated it for a little while. But right after, so he said that, and it was kind of like a challenge. Yeah. It was like, I went from being like, hey, I'll do this for the summer to being like, I'm going to learn how to do this. Yeah. And it was, that was a Friday. The timing was amazing. That was a Friday. And then I had a birthday party to go to that weekend for um, my ex-girlfriend's mom at the time. And one of their good friends was a master electrician. Yeah. And we're sitting around a table and electrical work came up at one point. He kind of glanced over at me and he goes, you're doing electrical work? I said, yeah, but I don't know, man. You know, I feel like I'm just not learning anything. He goes, well, I'm a master electrician. And I'm looking for an apprentice. I said, oh, yeah? He goes, yeah, man. And I shook his hand and signed up that day. Yeah. Went in Monday morning and put in my two weeks. Wow. And um, interestingly enough, years later, two years later, I was in school for electrical work. I was third year. No, three. So three years later, I was I was third year apprentice in school. And I saw that guy. That told you you never learned. In a first year class. Get out. Yeah. So he was just starting school. He was just starting. You were ahead of him. And I was like, what's up, man? You should have walked by and knocked his books out of his head. You'll (laughs) you'll never learn this shit, man. Don't even waste your time. Don't waste your time. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, that felt good. (laughs) I'll bet it felt good. Yep. Um, You know, it tends to be like folks with, uh, and I'm generalizing, but in my experience, it's like the bad guys with the bad attitude that also aren't putting in the hours studying or like, I might be wrong about that, but it does, you know, in my experience, it's been the guys who come roll in and they're, they got shitty attitudes that you're like, well, do you have your license? Oh, fuck that. I don't need that license, man. You know, it's like, okay. The way you treat people is a reflection of how you think about yourself and how you think about the world. Yeah. Right. So people that are overly conscious about having their stuff stolen, Mm -hmm. there's a good chance they're thinking about stealing stuff sometimes. Interesting. You know, Uh, or at least on their brain. Right. You know, people who aren't going to do that don't even think that way. It's true. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, And so for someone, for him, it's like, yeah, he's maybe self-conscious about what he's learning, what he's doing. Right. Um, Or there's, there's that mentality of a, a scarcity versus abundance, right? It's yeah. like it's like when you're in, yep. in, in this trade too, and we've seen it. Like, 
um, in any industry, but there's this idea of competitiveness where it's like, well, you're a company and I'm a company. And so we're competing against each other. And it's like, I don't know if I believe in that because there's so, there's such a lack of trustworthy, skilled tradespeople, And there's so many people that need that, that you could take, you could, I just, there's no, no end to the work. And so yeah. Instead of looking at it like, well, I'm not sharing that information with you. I'm not going to send people your way because those are my clients. It's more like, well, I can't take all these clients. Yeah. So why would I not send them your way? Dude, you to, tie, to tie it back to the um, artist-musician concept, yeah. you think about bands. You know, there's a concept of a scene, mm-hmm. right? You know, if you're a really good band in a town, you don't have a scene. That means there's no other good band. That's right. And there's no people wanting to come out and see good music. That's right. Yeah. So if you're a good band in a town... yeah. Okay, maybe you want to be a little maybe you want to be the best band for in that sure, town. Of course, yeah. But the reality is you want good bands That's so right. that when you sign up for a Friday night show, That's you've right. got three other good bands That's on right. that lineup. It's true, man. You it know. was the same in stand up. I mean it was just like we were always trying to I mean we were supporting each other. Yeah. Um, but you were also trying to have the best set of the night. You, you wanted I wanted the yeah. person who came up after me to hate the fact that they <laughs> but you also for the sake of the audience and getting all of them in the mood and for rolling sure. you want all four of them, those comedians to be killers totally. like that's right you know yeah i mean if you just want to be the best one of them it's it's a bummer to have, <laughs> it's it's a bummer in both respects it's a bummer to have to go up after somebody who just brought the house down yeah and it's a bummer to have to go up after somebody who just, just alienated takes. everybody <laughs> um so it can be you know either way you got to get you yeah. got to find a way to yeah. marry that that transition yeah. and yeah. in our industry though it's like if you want every other company to be terrible, you know, if, if you're actually looking at the the end goal, which is for people who own homes to have safe, quality electricity yeah. and good interactions, sure. you can't facilitate all those interactions. Correct. So you want, you're either suggesting that you want those people to have bad electricity, right. which we all rail against, yeah. or you want them to have good electricity. Exactly. And we can't do all that electricity. That's right. There's... I don't know the actual numbers, but Frederick is a massive city at this point. And it's point. only getting bigger. Yeah. I don't care how big of a company you are. Yeah. You, can't you can't cover you can't all that. It. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. but you're right. It's like, the, what is it? The uh, seven habits of highly effective people, the, the, the scarcity mentality versus the abundance mentality. Abundance mentality. I, just, I yeah. just like, I just feel better when I, ha- when I focus on the yeah. abundance mentality because it's yeah. like, I don't, I don't want to go around my, I don't want my life to be about not supporting even if I don't, even if a person doesn't like me or, or is it, I don't, I'm not, doesn't the old statement of like, just cause you make, just cause you think I'm your enemy doesn't mean you're mine. Yeah. It takes energy to, to do that. It takes energy to hate. It takes energy to yeah. put down. I don't have that kind yeah, of, I don't have extra energy for that. I'm only focused yeah. on what we're doing. And I think that's the best way. Like just yeah. focus on yourself and what you're working on and make it good. And then you don't have to worry about it. You're, you're really just competing against yourself. And yeah. how, how good you were yesterday. That's it. That's run, it, man. Run your race, man. That's right. That's right. That's what Ryan Hall says. That's right. Yeah. It is true. So, and it, yeah, I mean, it's when you're in like with track, when you're, you're not racing the person next to you, yep. it's wonderful when the person next to you is really fast because you're going to have a better time, but that's your ultimate goal is to beat your last time. Yeah, There's yeah. a reason that like pretty much every major religion touches on, on envy and, and, you know, um, uh, comparing yourself to other people. Yeah. It's toxic for you. It's super toxic. It, it, yeah. eats, it eats at your soul. Yeah. So it's like you don't compare yourself to other people. You compare yourself to you yeah. yesterday. That's right, man. I agree right? with that. So. It's it's hard. I think that I think that more so with social media nowadays, it makes it challenging because it's all comparison. You're oh. looking at everybody's lives, everybody, and you're looking at a very narrow uh, window, <laughs> a very um, you know like put together, mm-hmm. curated, false version of their life. That's right. Um, I think was it. Tatiana, who you, who you interviewed, who might have mentioned how she's trying to show like the, the real side of that's her right. journey. Yeah, she, that's yeah. so rare, and that's it's, awesome. That's awesome. Um, well, that's why she gets so much feedback and stuff because she yeah. she's not she's just being real and she's just yeah. putting it out there and saying she does her Grateful Friday post yeah. where it's like, "What yep. are you grateful for?" Those things those things but are contagious. It's telling how shocked people are by openness and truth yeah. because in their mind they're like I would never say that That's like right, with yeah. you with your test yeah. you, you mm-hmm. fail your test right yeah. and people are like I would never tell people I failed my test <laughs> and it's like well I couldn't wait maybe we should start <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't wait to let everybody know look guys I fucked up you know, I didn't do it no big deal yeah. I'm gonna get yeah. it I'm gonna um, get it so 
So uh, Joel tells me I'm not going to be, I'm never going to understand electrical. I sign up with a master electrician. Yeah. And uh, it was a small company, man. It was it was him and me. Okay. Master and apprentice. Wow. Like the dark side. And so now you're hanging out with this guy who is what in his 30s at the time? No, man. He was uh, about to enter his 50s. Okay. Wow. Yeah. He was. So you were like 19, 18, 19. He was. I was 18. He was such a character. Yeah. I've heard I mean, some and, stories. Um, you know, I've tried to relate this to people, but um, when I when I glanced from working with him, and this is what I hope Daniel gets from us, but it's like, he taught me electrical work. Yeah. But almost in an old school apprenticeship, I hung out with him yeah. all the time. Yeah. I helped him turn his garage into a pool hall. Yeah. I helped him build a little cabana off the back of his house. We went hunting together. We went fishing together. Yeah. We, I mean... He we, taught you about life. He taught... Yeah. Well, so, and I'm... I'm I'm one of those guys, like Tyler Durden says, I didn't have a dad, so I'm constantly mm -hmm. collecting father figures. Yeah, for sure. And um, and he was, at 18, man, I was I was reaching a point where my grandfather had died when I was 10. He mm -hmm. was my initial father figure. But mm -hmm. I went for this whole period where I was kind of lost in terms of that. I mm -hmm. had amazing women around me, mm -hmm. and, and yeah, they taught me values and, and so much stuff. Yeah. But you reach a certain point at a certain age where, um, depending on what you want to get into in life, you, you look to role models. And sure. when you're lacking a male role model as a male, um, that can be, that can be huge. It's and so um, meeting Bernie at that time was really important to me. That's cool. Um, he's got some bad sides to him, we all like do. most people do, mm -hmm. right? But some of all those are in funny, all, though. <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> all in all, he was he was. A net, really net positive. Net positive. Yeah, that's awesome. Yep. And um, so I tell a lot of stories back from those days. Yeah, you do. He's got those are he's yep. one of those old school hothead, yep. uh, you yep. know. And and that's great because it's like, you know, what what we're doing here is really more of a new school thing. Yeah. Yeah. But sure. but I think a lot of people out there can relate to either whether they're still working with those old school dudes mm -hmm. or they once worked with them. Yeah. Um it's a glimpse into the past is, of sure. what the trades once were. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, you know, people testing wires, hot wires with their fingers, uh -huh. licking them and putting them next to the uh -huh. outlet, and um, you know, shocking the plumber just for fun. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> um, yeah, there's there's a lot of those good moments. But I worked with him for uh, three years, yeah. and um, you know, that's one of those things about the small outfit is. I was growing, yeah, and he could only do so much for me. Yeah, he couldn't offer me any more. I was working a second job just to, to make it work. Got it. And finally, my bills got too much, and I wanted to learn more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, so I put in my two weeks. And of course, with a small outfit like that, you know, you give them three weeks, four weeks if you can. Of course, right. Yeah. Just because it's like yeah, you're leaving them stranded. Yeah. They, they've meant so much to you. You're leaving them stranded. Yeah. It's if you, if your new employer is willing to wait. Yeah. You should. Yeah, I it's agree. it's the right way to go. Right. Two weeks is is standard. Three, but, three but is it better. is tight. It yep. is tight. Yeah, yep. for sure. Yeah. Uh, especially if they have stuff on the schedule. Yeah. So put in my notice and, and went on to another company from there. Mm -hmm. And um, I I've had a tendency to stay at a company for an average of two to three years. Yeah. Just because I feel like same thing. It's like um, you get in there. It's a lot to hire somebody and get them on the books and, yeah. tra and train them and stuff. So it's like, yeah. you want to give them at least two years if you can. Yeah, for sure. Um, but also, it's Come like... Come on, Daniel. Come what's in. up, Daniel? Good morning. Have a seat. Good morning, buddy. Young Daniel is just joining us. Daniel's in the house. <laughs> Josh is talking about his journey. Um, we just got... Just talked about his first yeah. uh, his first uh, master that he worked for. Mainly so um, moved to the next company and I'm working there as as an apprentice, not in a truck at this point. So I'm taking my my personal car, driving up to up to two hours a day. But that's I was I had an old Toyota. Mm -hmm. It was super reliable, super good on gas, and um, I just made sure I kept extra fluids with me and yeah. spare tire and all the good stuff. Yeah. Um, and then 2008 hit, mm. and um, that was a really tough time for a lot of companies. For there was sure. the recession, right? Yeah, I mean, nobody was building, nobody was, yeah, it was everything stopped. But basically what happened for me was, um, it was bittersweet, you know, altogether, because for me, it's the reason I got an instant jump in my career. Hmm. Um, the company I was working for fired their master electrician hmm. and gave me his 
workload essentially for of course probably half the price but i got a huge raise i got put into a truck and i got kind of catapulted forward because you know i was small enough to not kind of i I was able to fly under the radar so so many people got cut from that company that were making tons of money Mm -hmm. um they were kind of left over from the 90s when Mm -hmm. things were booming and things were great and um (laughs) the employers knew that they couldn't take their money away they just have to fire them. Right. You can't. Once you give somebody something, you can't take it back. It's true. Basically, yeah. either you're stuck with that or they got to go. Right. And so, sadly, all these people got cut. They sold their shop. I mm. mean, he he downscaled basically to me and two other guys. Wow. Yeah. And so, all of a sudden, I went from working with another master electrician to being the man in charge. Wow. And I was How not, old are you at this point? 23? 22. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm not ready at all. Yeah. Um, but that's that's the best place to be. Yeah. When it comes to learning outside of your comfort zone is right where you want to be. That is. Yeah. It's um, a, I live in a constant state of discomfort. <laughs> I am always learning. Yeah. Um, but it's true. It's like you, you want to, as they say, run towards the mistakes because yeah. that's where you learn. That's right. So it's like I remember once being so stressed out with how out of my comfort zone I was. My father-in-law was like, he looked at me and he goes, oh, well, you're just being forged in the fire. That's right. And I remember thinking, that's such a cool statement. Mm-hmm. I wish I could talk cool like that. <laughs> you know? It's like, <laughs> those are the coolest words I've ever heard someone talk. I'm forged in fire. And then all of a sudden, it, it shifted my perspective. I'm yeah, like, yeah. 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 Instead yeah. of looking at the challenges this and things that hard. are happening to you that are unjust, yeah. they're just... They're, they're just they're they're hurdles that yeah. you need to learn to overcome. Keep hammering. That's right. Keep hammering. You know. Um, yeah. So then, where did I go from there? I went. I went to solar. Yeah. After that, jumped in the solar field. Yeah, man. Yeah. And um, that was really cool because, and that's something I recommend for a lot of people. Not not solar, but kind of it's like cross training for your for your career. You you go into a different industry, and you can pull a lot of those skills over. Mm-hmm. So I did all of the pipe work for a solar company for two years. And what I learned was huge. I mean, I learned EMT. I, I knew EMT work before that, but doing it every single day. I mean, the commercial people out there know oh, this. Yeah. It's, you know, it's every day for them, but it's like, once you get your hands on it every day, it's, it's, it's like, like nature. it's like driving stick. Sure. You know, you, you don't even think about how That's you do it. it. Mm-hmm. And, um, I learned how to use extension ladders and work with trailers and forklifts and I learned how to tie all sorts of different knots, mm-hmm. you know, the Boy Scout skills right. basically. That's cool. Um, that was huge for me. But then two years into that, I had a side job with residential electric and I went to do the side job and I was only two years removed from residential mm-hmm. and I was so rusty. Yeah. And I had this like realization that like I was on a journey doing residential electric work, which is what I like to do. Mm-hmm. I had taken my master's exam once and failed it mm-hmm. before I went to the solar company okay, uh, and kind of put it on the back burner. And then when I had this moment of like trying to do this side job and it was rusty, I was like, oh no, mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm turning in what I've been working. I'm climbing up a hill and I'm kind of essentially coasting before I reach the top. That's right. And it's like, this is not good. Yeah. And the timing, the stars aligned, it was perfect. My, one of my previous employers reached out to me in that moment to see what I was doing. Mm. And he offered me something way better than what I had when I was there previously. Mm. Wow. And so I got, I got to take that. Yeah. And went back and got right back into it and, and felt sharper than ever. Yeah. And I took those skills from that solar company and brought them in um, and, and went back after the master's. Yeah. For a little while, it, it took me a few tries. Yeah, so that's a tough test. It's a tough it's test. To I'm also not. A, I'm not a. You know, I'm not a test taker. Um, yeah. The first couple times, I I'm not good at uh, studying myself. Okay. And the real challenge there for me, like I had the Mike Holt books. Um, they're awesome. Mm-hmm. They're really good. They but are. like, if I encounter a problem that I don't quite understand, I had no one around to right. explain to me what I didn't understand. That's right. I couldn't call Mike, yeah. you know? Yeah. Nowadays, I mean, we have, we have <laughs> Instagram. I probably could. Yeah. But um, this is 2012. Okay. So didn't have it at my disposal. Right. And I was like, well, this is, this is great. Yeah. So I would just go take the test and fail on that section, usually the calculations. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so then the, the last company I worked for before Lumen Brothers was super supportive on licensing and education, yeah. which is you know what, what we hope to achieve. And they paid for a uh, exam prep course with the great Marty, Marty Schumacher. Schumacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, that, that course has been it's awesome. pivotal for me. And I've gone back to him every time since for my continuing education courses. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, we need to talk to that guy at some point. Yeah, I'd love to have him on the show. Yeah, yeah. that'd be awesome. Yeah, Once I um, pass, I'll reach back out to him and be like, all right, I passed. Yep. I, I reached out to him after I failed, and it was funny because um, I failed my first take, and everybody around me was supportive. Everybody was like, man, you're going to get it next time. Uh-huh. And then I called Marty, and I was like, so I failed, and he it was he was the only one that was like, why? <laughs> he was the only one that was like, why'd you do that, Dust? <laughs> I thought I got a 57%, but then he was looking at my numbers. He's like, no, 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 There's, you, got a, you got 57 right. You got sixty five percent. He's like, cause I. He's like, when you told me fifty seven, I was like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> he's like, he's he's like, the I did something wrong. He was the only one being like, you need to do better. <laughs> <laughs> Which leave it tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, he but was right. he was incredible. Yeah. And um, I my last course, well, my last day in his course was a Thursday. I signed up for the test on a Saturday and passed it. Awesome. And uh, I called him and got his voicemail. Let him know I passed. Um, but that was, I mean, that just launched me into a whole new phase of my career right? because it's just like, all right, I did that. That's behind me. That's, yeah. that's under my belt. Yeah. Now I can focus on actually earning the status of master. Yeah, for sure. Anyone who passes the master's exam knows that like, that's just a piece of paper. That's right. You're um, still the same electrician you, still, you were the day before. You still feel like a kid. That's right. You yeah. know, it's like getting a black belt. You gotta, yep. now, now you've got the journey of the black belt, which is to acquire this, this yeah. phases of black belt that yep. the other people that are like, well, that guy's a seventh degree and I can't, he can touch a board with his finger and it explodes. Yeah. Like I'm nowhere near that, you know, yeah. or whatever the case may be, but you're right. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so then let's see, I was, I was working, had the masters and, um, I was doing a side job for a, for a friend. And the thing I've always hated about side jobs, and I don't use the word hate very often. Yeah. So this is, you know, there's passion behind this uh-huh. is I load up all my stuff into my little Jeep Cherokee which I love, but it's not designed for electrical work. Mm-hmm. And I get over to the side job and I don't have, yeah. I, I take all the tools I think I can. Right. I fill up all the material I think I will need. You're just never prepared. You're never, you're never prepared. Mm-hmm. And so what a working for a company has when you have a van is it's a vessel for, for the productivity of the work. You have it's everything, shop. it's a roving shop. You mm-hmm. have everything you might possibly need. Yeah. You have accounts at suppliers. Yeah. You have everything at your fingertips. Yeah. And you're not working on a Saturday, yeah. so all the suppliers are open. Yeah. I mean, I know Home Depot is normally open, but they're really hit or miss on their stock. Yeah. Side and work is something I think everybody does and everybody reaches out to try to do just to kind of like get that feeling of working on your own. And, and make a little extra money. Extra money. Yeah. Um, and you look, I think you learn a lot through yeah. it. But that's the same takeaway I have. Yeah. Where it's just like, this is a pain in the ass. I'm just not set up for this. Yeah, and there, there goes my weekend. I have the skills, but yeah. I don't have I don't have the infrastructure. Right. And you're charging. You don't know how to charge. You don't know how to bill for you. So it's like not even worth the money you're making. Yeah. It's, it's, I was, you know. so I'm sitting there on a side job and my phone rings and it's everybody's favorite electrician. <laughs> that was me. That's Doug Powell. Yeah. And he said, hey man, have you ever thought about starting a business? And I said, it's funny you should say that. I'm thinking about it right now. <laughs> let's meet up. Let's yeah. have a beer. Let's talk about this. Yeah. And uh, a few years later, that's where Limber Brothers comes in. That's right. Yeah, I think we met We met with families, got our families together, talked about it, and then we shelved it. Mm-hmm. We were like, okay, let's think about it. And yeah. uh, maybe four months went by, something like that. Yeah. And then you you were like, hey man, you want to do dinner? And I told Sarah, I was like, I bet he's going to want to talk about this kind <laughs> you know of thing. You know what yeah. it was? And and um, I I always try and have a good attitude. I don't I don't want to have an angsty approach to work. I, I can't handle it when people work for a company and just talk bad about the company and how bad things are for them. Because I think we have to remember that in this country, you don't have to do anything. Right. You can you can just plop down in the grass and just wither away. Yeah. That's your prerogative. That's yeah. your right. Um, you actively go to a company and apply to that company and say that you want them to employ you and you want to work there. Right. So to get into a company and just hate your job, hate the company, and complain about it and do subpar work, yeah. 
it doesn't make sense to me because it's, you asked them right. it's for your the fa- job. It's your failing if you're doing that. Yeah. You're, you're the one that is not yeah. developing the mindset necessary to make the yep. best of that situation. So I was working at a company, the company that actually helped me get the masters, um, and I always give credit where credit's due, but they were, they were shifting their model a little bit and they were taking the company in a different direction. And I wasn't a huge fan. And then they had a meeting one day with some of the employees and they said, hey man, this is where we're going. If you don't like it, basically leave. Wow. And I saw a lot of the guys get all riled up and look, oh, how dare he say that? And I thought like, I'm listening to those words just for what they are. If I don't like it, leave. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. I don't I care don't like for it, it. Right. I'm going to leave. Yeah, right. And um, I that's this. when I called you back. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I could go to another company sure. or I got this little Energizer bunny friend over here. (laughs) (laughs) I basically, it's like I have, as I'm witnessing them, the owners of this company taking the company in a direction that they want to do, it's like, what if I could do that? Right. You know? I can't say that I always had the idea of starting my own business, but in the back of my mind, it was always there. Sure. That's, you know, I got the master's license because it's it's a, an award within our industry. It's it's. I feel like it's what you should do, yeah. regardless of whether you want to start a business or not. Right. But in terms of flexibility, if you do want to start a business, yeah. you, you've got you've you've got it. It's yeah. like learning to drive stick. Yeah. If you're gonna have an automatic, that's great. But the second you have to hop into a friend's car yeah. and drive it, you don't sweat whether it's standard or automatic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's funny. It's like um, it's funny you say that because it's the flexibility that we prov- that's provided. By if you start a company, it really depends on like your your approach to it because mm-hmm. you know I think we're constantly battling whether or not to, especially our first year going is like how what does this mean? What do we do? Second year you're like what what are we doing? How do we do we grow? Do we hire people? Um, what does that look like? And the more you and I do this, the more it's like we both like flexibility. We both like. I mean, we're, it's more than, you know, just like the podcast is more than electrical work. Yeah, it's lifestyle. Uh, it's our lifestyle. It's like, we, I, I love the flexibility we've, we've provided ourselves with this company. Um, sometimes you're, you're, there's no breathing room. Sometimes you're just yeah. trying to keep up the best yeah. you can. And then you'll have a light week and yeah. I relish it. And it's like, sweet, I'll get in my garden. I, yeah. I don't know. And, and if you have a bigger company, that's that changes that's different but i mean the yeah. rewards are you get more money and whatever the case may be but you it's up to you yeah what well, i think what we found is that you constantly have to challenge a lot of the um the norms and the expectations you know everyone's well, all right well you started your own business i guess you're gonna have to work eight days a week and not make much money mm-hmm. it's like well you could yeah or but Maybe maybe you, you need to change how you're doing something. That's true, right. And also you have to decide, like we've talked about recently, is that what you want to do? Right. And so when I look at like the trajectory of my career, it's like, well, what do I want to do? Right. You know? Um, everyone's always said, well, there's more money in commercial. It's like, mm-hmm. well, that's probably true, yeah. but I like houses. Right. And too. so like when you step back and go, what do you like doing? What do you value? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like meeting customers. Mm-hmm. I like seeing all the different setups of houses. Mm-hmm. I've seen some really cool stuff. For I've sure. met some really cool people. Yeah, for sure. And I like that. Yeah, me too. You know, so it's like, um, I can't say that I've necessarily chased my passion, but I really like what I do. And yeah. that's pretty good. Yeah, it's funny. You mentioned earlier that like that, that difference between doing your passion for your living and bastardizing it and ending up hating it like mm-hmm. the photographer who's like yeah. i hate taking photos now yeah um because you, you do run that risk um but it's interesting because i, I came to the trades later mm-hmm. and it wasn't it was out of a shift in perspective that was like um i you know you, you mentioned trades being this strong foundation and then all the chaos can kind of take place around that because mm-hmm. the foundation's there I always operated differently. I always was just like chaos because it was like, <laughs> I just, I just am constantly, I'm, I'm constantly embedded in what I'm passionate about, whatever that may be. And I yeah. have had a real um, quasi haphazard approach to yeah. not caring about what that means. I just let my heart guide me. Yeah. Um, but I think it's been funny because on the back end, having developed the skills in the trade and mm-hmm. continuing to develop them and setting up that foundation on the back end, has furthered my ability to be chaotic and in, in, in yeah. the way that I, and I use that word lightly, but in the way yeah. that I like can 
wake up in the morning and spend my time thinking about the creative element of the business. Yeah. Um, that's what I was doing before, but yeah. now we've got this viable business that is strong and has got a good foundation in a good industry that's, that's yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a good way to go. You know, I mean, for me, it's like, we've talked about this before, but um, I think it's so at our core of being human to have to work, mm-hmm. you know, um, whether it's finding food and surviving and getting away from tigers mm-hmm. or then having a farm and growing food or then moving into a, you know, working a job to buy, to get money to buy food, yeah. whatever it is, you can't really get away from work. Right. Um, and so my thought has always been, you know, chop the wood, carry the water, mm-hmm. and then the exciting off the cuff moments will come. I agree. You know, so it's like, yeah. start with just focusing on what you know you have to do. Right. And then all the good times are centered around that. I like, think so. It's, you know. well, it's, it, it depends on your approach. So, like, you could do a job that's hard. Like, Daniel and I crawled in this real gnarly crawl space recently. Mm-hmm. And instead of just... It's all your perspective. That's not, a, that's not, to most people, a thing they want to do. Yeah. But if you can be playful... Like you can do yeah. hard work, yep. but do it playfully, yeah. and it becomes this new experience where it's yeah. like, oh, they're in there laughing, they're yep. in there cracking up, picking up dead yeah. animal bodies and shit. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know because you're right, you can't get away from work, and yeah. and it's okay. That's like we talked about retirement before, and we'll get into an episode yeah. about, all about that. But it's like retirement's really just the ability to call your shots on a daily basis, yep. and. If you embrace the work that you have to do, the chopping the wood and carrying the water, yep. and you do it playfully, yep. and it's your you kind of have a motion like I have a momentum in that direction. On my weekends, I'm I'm in the I'm working yeah. because I like movement. I like don't yep. like to sit still. So it, sometimes it's just about finding what suits you and yep. and embracing it and loving yep. it and not not being like well it could be better or. You know, look, there are real situations where you do need to get out of a, a company that doesn't suit you. Absolutely. And, uh, and there's, there's, like you said earlier, there's toxic companies where it's like, yeah, you know, let's find something different. And, and if that's the case, make the move. I'm a huge fan yeah. of, you know, either do something or stop complaining. Right. So it's like, if your job is terrible, do something about it or stop, or stop telling me about that's it. Right. Yeah. And that's because right. those are the, really the only two choices. I'm telling you. Yeah. Um, excuses are the third option that... Yeah in my opinion, shouldn't exist. They don't get you anywhere. Yeah. They just, they are excuses. They just, yep. they are an out for yep. why you didn't yep. hold hold your side of the bargain yep. of something. So it's like, yeah. I've always taken the approach that, you know, you're human in, in a civilization. Yeah. Participate, do your part, yeah. and the fun will be in between all those moments. Right. And like you said, in a crawl space, the fun can be the moment. It is. You know, Pull your camera out and have some fun. Yeah. I remember my, uh, my oldest daughter was probably like 13 or something and I was working on a farm at the time yep. um, she's 12 12 13 and I that was the you know she would come out there and help me she mostly loved the chickens but she would come out and help and that was my first time working with her and talking to her about how work can be fun because this one time we're moving bricks from one part of the uh, farm location to another to build yeah. this build this structure There's a lot of bricks and uh, for a 13 year old girl that's not necessarily the most fun thing to do on a Saturday, <laughs> but we're laughing and we're joking and I'm, I'm reiterating to her, like, see, work is fun. It can be fun. Yeah. It, even if it's hard, have fun, be, be yeah. playful. And, and I think that there's a lot of like playfulness that gets lost in adulthood um, because it, it's life stressful. You've got bills to pay, you've got relationships to maintain, and it's hard. Um, and people may take playfulness as not taking things seriously, yeah. um, you know, and it depends on the scenario. But I always feel like you can brighten the mood of a of a yeah. room. You can you can brighten a day if you're just a yeah. little playful and yeah. like, hey, this doesn't have to look. This is this sucks and it's hard. I like a, the job that we'll get into a conversation about too in this podcast that we took on last year. That was this massive oh, yeah. job. Yeah, um, that was really 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 hard. Yeah, um, but we got through it. Being playful, like the time you're driving the uh, you're driving the excavator, and you've got, me, you've got me sitting in the claw of the excavator, and you notice that when you shifted it back and forth, my legs swung like Woody from a Toy Story, and you know these little things where you're like you're in the midst of this really hard situation that you don't know how you're going to get through, and you can still laugh. Yeah, 
you know, and have fun. And, and that's for me, it's like, I, I think you should train yourself. That's why it's like, train yourself to chop the wood, carry the water, because that's the reality of life. Yes. You know, retirement is being able to call your shots, but yeah. you still have to pay bills. You still have to eat food. You still yeah. have to not get eaten by a tiger. Right. So you should always be training yourself yeah. to have to do the work of life. Right. Whereas I feel like a lot of people... They, they just want to work to the point where they don't have to ever do anything again. No. And that's that stands outside the human existence. Yeah. And so it's achievable by super, super rich people. Yeah. But then they just have super, super rich people problems. <laughs> right. And so I think you can never get away from that. So you should, instead of get away from it, you should embrace it. Yeah. And so embrace the work. And I think so. Embrace, Especially embrace the suck. Yeah. yeah. I was, uh, I've been doing this morning training course three days a week and I was talking to one of the members who comes on the same days I do, she's mm-hmm. an older woman. And um, we were having that conversation today about how I don't understand the mentality of slowing down as you get older. Yeah. You naturally slow down as you get older. But I think you have to personally accelerate because your, your body's slowing down. Counteract. You're dying. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, 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 and it takes three times the effort yeah. to, main, to just maintain your physical form. You know, you start putting on weight in weird ways. You, you know... Yep. You slowing down is the antithesis of what you should do when you get older. You need to yeah. fight the fight the grim reaper yeah. around every corner. You do, and it's like the the more weight training you do, the better you eat, the better attitude you have about life will help shield and protect you yeah. when your body begins to break down yeah. more and when your mental cycle, you know, it's it's a challenging thing. The less you do something, the less you're able to do something. That's right. So it's like, yeah. if, if you feel like getting down on the floor is going to be hard, Get wait down. till you stop doing That's it. That's right. You're right about that. Yeah. It's true. It's like... Your body's machine. You got to use yep. it or lose it. Yep. It's fact. That's right. Yeah. Like my dad, I, you know, I went to the first time I was with the trainer, he was talking about how there are these guys who he meets that are strong guys, construction guys. Yeah. But they're, they just have no mobility. Their mobility is not there. And my dad fits that mold perfectly. Like yeah. that he could, he's got these big old grizzly bear hands because <laughs> he works on cars and he's been doing it for 45 years. And yeah. he's like, he's a tough dude and he can do that. But he's, he couldn't lift his knee up to the middle of his body. You know, he can't, yeah. he definitely can't like move his hip outward. He's a little great, no mobility. You know what I mean? He's got that no Hill, Hank Hill body. <laughs> he does have a Hank Hill body for sure. Um, and it's funny. So it's, you know, um, it's just hard. It's hard like everything else to um, adopt those uh, patterns and habits of like keeping in shape. And that's why I started doing the training program because it's yeah. like, I was telling them, my coach this morning, it's like, I want to believe that I would do this outside of this, but I don't, Yeah. you know, I even have a gym in my house and I just, yeah, will, but it's sporadic. It's intermittent. Every time I come back to it, I'm starting all over again. Yep. Having this training program helps me three times a week, wake up and go get my ass kicked before the day even starts. Yep. I love it. I look forward to it every day. <laughs> it's awesome. Yep. Um, anyway, it's just, it's important to have those I don't know. I, I guess the whole the whole conversation just kind of surrounded around mentality and. Um, well, that's that's yeah. been my. If, if you you know you talk about the origin story of Josh, it's it's mentality. Yeah. Um, because you know I've suffered with um, ups and downs, and you could you could say it's something to do with my life, but the reality is it's you know to get really, you know, meta on the issue. It's it's all in my brain. Yeah, for sure. You know, at the end of the day, it's it's my yeah. attitude. It's my mindset. It's what I'm doing to improve attitude and mindset. Mm-hmm. It's sleep. It's sure. food. It's exercise. So it's like, you know, we've created a company that's centered around lifestyle, but that's largely because I've realized that lifestyle dictates work and work dicta- dictates lifestyle. They're all interconnected. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's what has brought me to where I'm at right now with you is yeah. trying to improve these things. Right. We've essentially created a vessel for these things that's right you know, we have, each we other have, on track oh, and 100%, mm-hmm. yeah, you know whether it's good. whether it's what we're eating yeah. when we're eating right you know right. um where we're going yeah. you know if, if we get an early day are we are we gonna put some time into the company are we gonna go, for, know, a go for a hike mm-hmm. yeah that's like yeah, you know that's leisurely and exercise podcast day podcast, podcast. yeah podcast man. it's um, yeah. so it's like what are you doing with with your time and and how are you thinking about things right yeah. You know, are you getting off and just sitting down? Right. It's like, that's fine if that's what you for want sure, to do. Man. Yeah, for sure. But um, that's not what I've been trying to facilitate. Right. And so. There's just so much to do and there's just so much to like accomplish. And I don't, um, yeah. I think you just got to really work hard. Um, 
I just no do. I just think what, you got. Yeah, I just think just, you got to work hard. There's the no yeah. free lunch. You just can't usurp the work yeah. in any way. Whatever, however you're putting it in, whether it's physical, mental, stu- yeah. you know, studying, training, whatever it is, you yeah. can't get around it. And that's right. that's what I've realized. And so it's like you just have to instead of instead of trying to avoid the wave, you dive into the wave. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like I saw a great Elon Musk quote yesterday that I posted on my uh, Instagram stories that he was talking to this guy and the guy was like, how did you know you were going to run a successful uh, car company, electric mm-hmm. car company? He's like, well, just to be fair, I, I thought it would fail. <laughs> yeah. I, didn't, I didn't think it would succeed. <laughs> and he's like, what? You thought it would fail? And Elon Musk is like, well, I think that even if you think something's going to fail, but you believe in it and you think it's a good idea and would help the world, you should try it anyway, even if yeah. you think it's going to fail. And um, I, I think that's really important because um, you just gotta, you gotta, anytime you see a challenge, you should run in the direction of it. Or anytime you think you could fail at something, you should run in the direction of it and embrace it and hit it head on. And, and, uh, cause you just will get better. And, and, uh, I feel like I haven't been in the trades for long, um, coming on eight years, but, um, I tried to learn, you know, I've learned as much as I have in this time because I collide with everything I see that I don't understand. If I don't understand something, I collide with it. And I'm like, okay, well let's wrestle. And I want to come out of this knowing how to do this and, and yeah. I'm going to be bad at it for a while and then um, and I'm going to get it. Yep. And um, if you avoid those scenarios because you're afraid that failure hurts or you're worried to be embarrassed because you don't know something that somebody else knows, you'll never know it. Dude, embarrassment's a huge one. I mean, that's what, and we'll come back to it another time, but me running across that baseball field was all about my life of avoiding embarrassment. Yeah. And it's like, no, let's tell if, you, story, if, nah, you, if you avoid embarrassment, <laughs> you know, it's like, you're never going to achieve great things. Yeah. And so it's like, dive into that moment Yeah. because there are other things that are going to last, you know, a lot longer than the embarrassment. Agreed. Yeah. You know? I agree. So. We will tell that story. Now that it's a brilliant, such a story. <laughs> we should tell it and, and then post the video of, of it's amazing. And yeah. when I first saw that story, cause I'm a storyteller and <laughs> I saw that. I saw, you told me that story, and you had the video of you running across that baseball field. I was like, "That is." I wish I had that story. It's like my, when I was doing stand up, and my friend Jay got arrested, and he had to spend the night in jail. I was like, "You son of a bitch!" I wish I had that. Now you have that to talk about. Yeah. Um, yep. It's cool. Sometimes you got to do things with the mentality. I, I try. Sometimes I will do something because I will think this will be an experience. my grandkids will think this was cool. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? My grandkids will be like, my grandpa did what? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yep. Yeah. Got a lot to live up to. Yep. Well, cool, man. I think that's a pretty good uh, yeah. place to stop for that one. That's really awesome. Brought us up to 2022. Brought us up to 2022. 17 years. Been in 17 years now. Yeah. Awesome, man. Yep. That's a long time. Yep. I, I can't believe it's already almost been eight for me. That's yeah. crazy, man. I, I feel like I just started yesterday, you know, and it's, um, yeah, it's awesome. You just keep on going. It's good to have longevity in something and just keep building on it. Yeah. Because it, it comes in these weird ways, waves, and it, there are ups and downs where sometimes you're like, fuck this, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. And then sometimes you're just like on top of the world about it. Dude, I see Sarah's like that. My wife's like that all the time. That's the best yeah. part of, of showing up yeah. is that if you just keep doing it yeah. before long. You've been doing it a long time. You've got a lot, a lot of yeah. time on your right. you know? Yeah, and you can people look to you as a, as a resource, and, and uh, it's good. Yep. It's awesome. Well, thanks for sharing your story with us. Thanks for having me, man. Well, here we go. We're we're jumping into a new era of the Modern Electrician Podcast uh, where your insight's going to be huge. Yep. Because um, you guys might not know, uh, Josh of the two of us is the more uh, very very meticulous in his approach to so many things. And so like, I love listening to him talk about whether it is how he's going to dress for the day or how his van is set up or how his tools are organized or how every little thing from like he's got a he's got a hack for everything like it, whether it's your sawzall uh-huh. blades the way that you cut the top off so that you can <laughs> access them there's all the everything he has has a reason and a purpose whereas uh i'm an insane person kind of we all are <laughs> i'm your yeah. less favorite electrician <laughs> no it's it's uh it's awesome and because our brains work differently and i don't always think about those kinds of things and so for me there it's always so enlightening to be like like when you show a little technique i'm always like whoa i never would have thought to do that i would just like beat it up till i got through that wall or whatever i'd take like whatever i had and do this and josh is like well if you just take this tool and do it this way it's a lot easier and i'm like oh easier explain this easier (laughs) 
Yep. <laughs> and when, I, when I'm studying a, uh, a job and, and running the numbers and drawing pictures, Doug goes, why don't you just do it? And I'm like, oh. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's a good idea, too. You know? Well, you're, you're really good at bringing me over. I always know that when you ask me for something on a job, it's you're going to be asking it's, me if, you're, if you think I'm wasting, if I think you're wasting there's time. There's a question yeah. behind it. Yeah. yeah, there's a question behind the question. And it's usually, so, you know, they say you should know, know yourself, right? And, and the fact is, I can't always overcome my personal challenges, but I do know them. Right. And so I know when I'm being too much and, and a little crazy. I'm aware of that. I'm aware of my tendencies and whatnot. So you should always surround yourself with people who hold you accountable and also know you and, um, and balance are, you out are, too. Are willing, yeah, mm -hmm. willing to help you out. Yeah, you it, it's hard. I think same with me and Sarah, like we're very, we're very different in yeah. that respect. Same with me and you, we're very different in, in the way that we approach things. But if you can be open about that, yep. you benefit each other because that's teamwork. I, I would be same with my wife. Like I, she, you guys both ground me very well. Like I, you know, um, before I jump off a cliff, you're both yeah. like, Doug, did you look down there for rocks? I'm like, no, actually, I didn't look down there. Oh, shit, there's a lot of rocks down there. You know, like, I was just going to jump off this cliff. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, yeah. you might not ever jump off the cliff if, if I, and Sarah too, if I didn't grab your hand and be like, let's jump off this cliff, man. Um, and so balancing each other out like that is important. Michael Jordan takes a lot of shots, but misses a lot of shots. He needs somebody to rebound that ball. Yeah, man, Dennis Rodman. That's me. You're Dennis Rodman. <laughs> <laughs> you some hair paint on this itch. All right, man. Well, that, that'll be it for this yeah, episode. Man. Awesome. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. So that is my interview with my brother, Josh Wright. He is my uh, cohort at Lumen Brothers Electric Company, my business partner. And uh, you can check him out online. Josh has an Instagram profile, LumenBrother underscore Josh. Go check him out. Give him some love. Josh loves Jeeps. He loves electrical work. Um, so go connect with him. Uh, follow him. See what he's up to. He's a great guy. I'm super happy I partnered with him, obviously. And I think you guys are really going to appreciate his perspective in this podcast. Uh, so that's it for this episode. We're happy to have you back. Uh, if you do find that this podcast adds value to your life, you enjoy sitting down and listening to it, uh, go check us out on Patreon.com. Uh, look up Modern Electrician at Patreon, and you can become a contributing member. Help support the podcast. Help keep us going. Uh, we plan on not stopping. So the more of you that we could get behind us, uh, the more things we can do with this show. Also, you should always feel free to reach out to me at Modern underscore Electrician on Instagram. Go ahead and shoot me a DM. Feel free to reach out with any questions you have, anybody you'd like to hear us interview or uh, speak with. If you're somebody that would like to be on the podcast, reach out. Let's talk. I'd be happy to hear from you. Uh, so until the next episode, we're happy to have you guys back. We're happy to be back. Looking forward to more.